Hello and welcome to the Frontlines of Freedom podcast brought to you by the Renew Democracy Initiative. On this podcast, we explore the stories of people who are risking their lives for freedom. I'm your host, Ivan Mawadide, and I'm a democracy activist from Zimbabwe, where I started a citizen's movement against the dictatorship and was jailed and tortured for it. Earlier this year, on June 20th, I hosted on this podcast the indomitable Masi Alinejad, the courageous Iranian freedom activist and journalist who told us her story of how she started what has become one of the most incredible stories of people speaking truth to power. Something remarkable is happening in Iran right now as we speak. People who have been oppressed for decades have found their voice and are defying the brutal Iranian regime. With everything she has on TV, on social media, and at street protests, Masi is fueling her people and rallying the world for the freedom of Iran. Look at China, Russia, Iran. Dictators around the world are more united than us. This is the time. If we freedom fighters do not get united to end Islamism, to end dictatorship, believe me, dictators will get united to end us and democracy. Today, enough to victimize ourselves. Today, it's enough to cry for justice. We have to take action. 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 Masi is an incredibly courageous woman. And when you listen or watch her, the question that begs is, where did she learn to be so brave? This is what she told me about how she learned to be brave as a child who was afraid of the dark. I actually learned it from my mother. You know, my mother was not a feminist, for sure. My mother is a tiny woman. She's not even able to read and write, mm. but she became my teacher. You know, Ivan, I grew up in a very poor family that we didn't have running water in our house. Mm. We didn't have electricity. We didn't have inside bathroom. And I remember that my mom, I was scared of, you know, like darkness. Uh, I, used, I, I had to go to the backyard garden and use the outhouse, which right. uh, was scary, which mm -hmm. was really scary. Imagine as a 10-year-old girl, 8-year-old girl. So I remember I was really scared of the darkness. My mom used to tell me that if you're scared of the darkness, the darkness will swallow you all. Mm. Darkness will devour you. Mm. But instead, if you stare into the darkness, if you open your eyes as wide as you can, then the darkness will disappear. As a kid, I thought this is a fact. And I used to open my eyes as wide as I could. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. So I experienced a lot of darkness in my life mm, mm. as a woman from the Middle East. So I learned how to defeat the darkness, open my eyes and go right into the... Since then, danger and near death has trailed Masi. At one point, an Iranian official issued a death threat live during a BBC interview. I actually, I received a death threat by my own government. One of the well-known Basiji, which was one of the uh, main uh, story of, of New York Times was about him. This main character of New York Times' story 
um, send the death threats to me, not directly to my Facebook or social media, not at all. He actually gave an interview to BBC and he told that I'm going to hire someone to butcher Masi Alinejad in New York. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. yeah, on live interview with BBC. What I did, I went to the Islamic Republic of Iran's interest section to Washington, D.C. I wanted to make an official complaint. Guess what happened? They didn't let me in. They said that first cover yourself and then come in. The reason that I received the death threats is just because I'm fighting against forced hijab. I'm saying that my body, my choice. This, this is the reason that I received death threats. And now you're telling me cover yourself and then come and make an official complaint about the, de- the person who threatened. Doesn't make any sense. In July 2021, Masi was almost abducted from her home in Brooklyn, New York. A year later, on August 1st, 2022, just two months after we interviewed her, a man was arrested just one block away from Masi's residence after he was recorded on camera trying to break into Masi's family home in Brooklyn, New York. In his trunk, police found an AK-47 rifle and several rounds of ammunition. Masi and her family could have been killed that day, a reminder that many people pay a high price for demanding freedoms that others have easily enjoyed their whole lives. But what has Masi been fighting for, you might ask? Well, she described the oppression she grew up with and what she did about it. I grew up in a small village north of Iran. I learned to be a warrior. Of course, in a traditional family, in a very poor family, in a, in a dictatorship regime that I didn't have any uh, like books telling me how equality means, how discriminations mean, how you can be a feminist, how you have to fight against. No, nothing. I just had a little brother in my village and my brother was able to ride a bicycle. My brother was able to, to sing, to go to a stadium, to dance, to show his hair, to to be his true self. So I was watching my brother growing up like in a tiny village. Like I wanted to jump in my beautiful river in, in my village, but I was banned from all those activities that my brother was able to do it. Why? Because I was a girl. Wow, such a crime. Oh, I, I was a girl. So Masi, just to put to put this into context, in Iran, it is against the law for women to ride bikes. It is against the law for women to sing in public. It is against the law for women to jump into the river and swim. It's against the law for you to show your hair. Is this what you're saying? Yes. According to the law, according to Sharia laws in Iran, if I ride a bicycle, if I show my hair, if I sing, if I go to the stadium, if I dance, then I'm a master criminal. So that is why when I was just growing up in such society, I had to make a decision. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I couldn't even call it like I had to make a decision. I was just ending at my brother's freedom. I wanted to, to, to have the same joy, you know? And that is why I started my own revolution from my family's kitchen. The oppression of women in Iran begins when they are little girls, says Masi. She recounts how this was even taught on television. 
when I when I grew up in a in a in a village, as I told you, that it was really um, miserable. Like we didn't have we had like black and white TV, and I remember that through that black and white TV, I used to watch um, all the clerics, all the mullahs, telling me that your body. As a sin. I mean, you, you're a shame. You have to cover yourself. If not, you're going to be hanged by your hair. If you don't cover your hair, then you deserve to be raped. You know, and this was to women? To, to girls. I, as a, as a little girls. Oh my goodness. Watching the mullahs through our black and white TV in my village. And they were talking to me. Oh man. Why I use my personal story? Because even right now, mm-hmm. Right now, full politicians in my country, the supreme leader, all the mullahs, all the clerics, they know me by my name. Mm. They are watching me through their own TV. Masi so wanted to be free that one day she cut a deal with her brother who, as a male, enjoys more rights than she does under Iranian laws. True to Masi's never-say-die spirit, she figured out an interesting way of enjoying those freedoms, even though she was forbidden. I think the same brother who, who, who was able to, to do whatever he wanted to do. He was the king of the village. Because, and this is because in, in the culture in Iran, Islamic culture. Not only the culture, the laws. The, the laws. laws. So they promote the boys, they give everything. So here he is, the king, the, uh, the heir apparent. He has everything at his, at his feet. And he's afraid of the dark. Of the darkness. And I used to tell him that, okay, during the night when you want to go and use the outhouse, you're scared of the darkness. Then I'm going to take you if you take me out with you during the day and let me ride a bicycle, let me to play football, let me to sing, let me to, you know, this is how I get. And even believe me, this is a still we have to do it now. Because in my country, Iran, it's 21st century, but women are not allowed to go to stadium. Mm. So I always say that if this happened in America, there's going to be a revolution. A revolution is indeed happening in Iran today. On 16 September 2022, a 22-year-old woman was assaulted and killed by the authorities in Iran because she did not wear the mandatory hijab head cover. It sparked an outrage from ordinary Iranians, and Masi was right at the front of it. We need action. We, need, we don't need like people just cutting their hair. We want the Western government to cut their ties with the Islamic Republic. We want the Western government to recall their ambassadors. And we want an international women's march taking place across the globe. You remember for Women's March, Burkini ban in America, in France, all the feminists got united. What is different between Western women and women in Iran and Afghanistan? We want the Western female politicians, feminists, take to the streets and be the voice of Iranian young generation who are getting killed right now. Even from exile in America, Masi has been effective in raising awareness for the murders of innocent women and the men who support them that has been taking place in Iran. Daily, Masi posts videos and pictures and tells stories of what is happening in Iran using what she called her weapon of choice. 
My weapon mm -hmm. is my social media, is my camera. My weapon is my camera. Mm, they mm. have guns and bullets. They can kill you. They can torture you. They can execute you. They can arrest you. They can harass you. I can only practice my civil disobedience and that is scares them. What we have come to learn is that the bad guys are also relying on social media to tighten their hold on people. Yet, they seem to be allowed to thrive on social media whilst they close out from social media the people in their countries. Masi has been consistent about calling out this unfairness. Look, right now that I'm talking to you, my people are getting killed in Iran protests. The tech companies know that, that Iranian people are banned from using Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. But guess what? They're giving platform to, to the, the, the dictators, the Iranian officials. So Khamenei is enjoying Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook while he banned 18 million people from using social media. This is reward. This is hypocrisy. Sometimes mm. I feel lonely, but I, look, I lost my family. I lost my friend. I lost everything that I loved. Oh, everything, not hope. When you look at the size and consistency of the protests in Iran today, you must remember that it started out on social media when Masi called women in and outside of Iran to wear a white scarf on Wednesday to protest forced hijab. She speaks about how she felt when things went bad in the beginning. I was thinking of uh, a way to get all those women who are, you know, willing to have freedom of choice to be united. So I picked a color. I picked white and um, I picked Wednesday because I was, you know, had more free time on Wednesday. <laughs> so, and I said that every Wednesday, just, you know, just carry a white symbol to identify each other in public. That's all. Such a peaceful movement, no? The Iranian government actually arrested 29 women of White Wednesday's campaign only in one day. They announced that. It's not me saying that. They announced that. So why they crime was just wearing a white headscarf or waving a white headscarf in public, taking it off and walking while they're waving this like flag of peace. And that actually became a punishable crime. I mean, I'm being very honest with you because now I know that your heart is in Zimbabwe, but you live miles away from, from your own country. Sometimes you feel guilty, you know? Sometimes you say, oh my God, I'm safe here. And they're putting my people in danger. That, that was the moment, Ivan. I felt, I felt miserable. The day when 29 women got arrested, I was walking in my garden and crying and I didn't know what to do. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to stop this movement. Guess what happened? The day when Yasaman Aryani got arrested, when Sabah Kordafshari got arrested, I was like, oh my God, it's a shame for me. It's a shame for me. You know this feeling. First of all, when you said that you have the same feeling and you said you feel guilty because of what you hey, this is what the government wants us to feel. They want us to feel guilty, but those who kill people should feel guilty. Those who execute people should feel guilty. Those who rape people should feel guilty. You didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, the day when I felt guilty, when I was like, oh my God, I want to, you know, yeah, I told you, I was like, to kill myself when my people are getting arrested and getting killed and I'm safe here. What happened? Mother of Yasaman Aryani sent me a video. 
mother of Sabah Kordafshari made a video. Mothers of those people who got killed made a videos and saying that, hi, Massey, we want you to be our voice. And I was like, this is the moment. I have to make a decision, feel miserable, cry, or actually believe that these people have agency. These people are the true leaders of change within the society. They just need someone to echo their voice. And the government want to actually break you down because they know that you're going to go every corner of the free world and telling all the politicians, shame on you if you don't listen to these people in Zimbabwe, in Iran. Today, the mass protests and street actions that some expected to be crushed in a day have gone beyond 40 days. Thousands of people have been jailed and many hundreds have been killed. There's a familiar moment when dictatorships get desperate and they begin to target the families of those leading protests. This was Masi's experience. They broke him, you know, because they put him in prison for two years. He's not as fresh and as... He needs his moment to find his because he was away from his two small children for two years. He was in solitary confinement for, for seven months. So I'm sure he's going to get back to his, uh, you know, powerful moments again. But let me tell you something. Uh, they interrogated my 70-year-old mother to break me. They brought my sister on TV to disown me. I was watching my sister. 17 minutes on TV is a lot, Ivan. I was watching her denouncing me. When they put my brother in prison, I said, this is, this is, you know, this is, I cannot handle this. But... I have a bigger family and I want to give you their, I want to tell you their stories. A mother and son both, they went in the streets to participate in a peaceful protest against the regime. Puya and Nahid, mother and son. The son got killed in front of his mother. The moment that the son got killed, his mother started to speak up. So anytime when I feel guilty or I think about my family, that now my brother is broken, now my mom doesn't talk to me, my father doesn't talk to me, my sister doesn't, I think about this family. Puyo's mother needs me. He ha- she has a voice, but I have millions of followers. I can echo her voice. There's another uh, mother and son. Pejman was only 19 year old, five bullets in his chest, they killed him. Five bullets. And I want actually to introduce Peshman's mother to you, Mahbubeh. You have to listen to her. How powerful she is. Just today, another mother, Sekine, her son got killed. And you have to see that her mother talks, it's like a leader talking. So fearless. She was saying, shame on you, the Islamic Republic. You cannot keep me silent. But beside the intimidation and persecution of her family, what Masi has began on her social media accounts as an individual has become a powerful movement of people who have retaken their agency. Daily, Masi posts tens of videos and pictures sent to her by her brave people. Right now, Iranian people became their own leaders and storytellers. 
I mean, if you want to know what's going on in Iran, just go on social media and see how powerful they are using their mobile phone, filming the oppressors, filming the brutality of the regime. Listen to the Mothers for Justice, a group of mothers whose children got killed by the Iranian regime. Listen to them. All they say is so simple. This is 21st century and we want to have a secular democratic regime. We want to get rid of the Islamic Republic. That's all they want. There are massive protests across Iran. Iranian people are risking their lives. They have a simple message to the rest of the world. They want to actually get Biden administration, the European government to understand that if you don't support the people of Iran, if the government, the, the Iranian regime are going actually after your own citizens as well. This is, I mean, this is the main message of Iranian people. But what I do, as I said for many times, I'm echoing the voice of Iranian people. I'm just giving voice to voiceless people. I know that the Iranian regime actually made a new law. The head of the Revolutionary Court actually appears on TV and saying that anyone sent videos to Masih Alinejad will be charged up to 10 years prison. Anyone who sends a video to you? Yeah, that doesn't stop people. People became their own media. But guess what? I remember the day when actually they said that I received videos from mothers. They went to the same streets holding picture of their beloved one who got killed by the same regime and saying that Masi, be my voice. The regime killed my son in this street and I want you to echo my voice. So I'm telling them I won't give up until the day that we get rid of the Islamic Republic. Watching and listening to Masi is like following a television series. Yet, this is real life that is happening right now. It's real lives being taken away. Those are real jails where people are locked up. Masi is relentless. She's hopeful. She's courageous and full of compassion for her people. The one thing that we have endeavored to achieve on this podcast is to transfer the kind of sense of mission that people like Masi and thousands of other brave freedom seekers across the world display. Our goal is to encourage you to hope more in your own ability to bring change and to believe that the small actions of committed ordinary people like yourself can indeed change the world. For whatever struggle that you're fighting or have been putting off engaging, as long as it is for true freedom from oppression, as long as it is for the good of our world collectively, I want to encourage you to never give up and to know that your actions count just as the actions of the women and men of Iran. We stand with them today. Until next time, thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.